want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to give it to. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of You Don't Know. It's a podcast about wine and bullshit. I'm Renee. And I'm Don. Yeah. How you doing, Don? Doing good. Yesterday was Great. a blast. Great. I'm so glad. Um, so uh, I think this is probably going to be... Ooh, shit, you're drinking. Um, this is probably going to be uh, the last uh, episode where we're just like zero fucks given on uh, <laughs> tasting notes and, and other stuff. Um, not that, you know, things are back to normal by any means, but um, it is good to balance activism, protest, action with also some normalcy. And so we're going to try to, to balance that. I will definitely, in upcoming episodes, make sure that I have a list of a few things that people can, can do every week to help further the movement. Um, like I said in the last episode, I see, I see glory <laughs> on its way, you know, and I want to make sure that we continue to, uh, you know, fight the good fight of um, getting rid of the police altogether, uh, shutting down our prisons, fixing our judicial system, etc. Um, it shouldn't stop there. We also have a health care system to fix and we have an education system to fix. So we need to have stamina. Uh, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we rest and relax and, um, and that's what we did yesterday on Juneteenth, um, as a celebration of, uh, just the absolute atrocity of slavery in this country. Um, we decided to, to use that time to take a day of rest and, um, Donald, if you would like to tell us about what we did yesterday, um, yeah, so it. we visited uh, Sonoma, um, and we went to a pretty local vineyard, or, yeah, pretty local vineyard there. Uh, I think it was just called uh, Corner 103. Yep, you got it. And it's not awesome. a vineyard, it's a tasting room, but keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's, uh, the owner um, is a winemaker. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, and we just sat and we had wine and it was amazing. We bought wine. We got really drunk. Um, I'm actually currently, I was telling myself I wasn't going to drink this wine, uh, but I couldn't help myself but to open it uh, because it's (laughs) that good. Um, But yeah, we had wine. uh, We went out to go get ice cream and then we had pizza and then <laughs> we really wanted to have stretchy pants because <laughs> <laughs> and what was interesting about that day is uh it was at least for me the first day where i actually cleaned myself up and it's <laughs> and like actually put cologne on actually yeah put real shoes on <laughs> and stuff. So it was a nice break and it was a, it was a day of celebration. So I continue yeah. the celebration by drinking more of the wine that we, that we had. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that we did it. Um, you know, our friends were of course protesting at the, at the, um, 
Port of Oakland, uh, where Angela Davis spoke, which was powerful. Um, there was a celebration at the lake after that. So after I dropped you off, I mean, you were invited, but you didn't want to go. Yeah. After I dropped you off. I went to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) I went to the lake and that was just a beautiful, beautiful time. Everybody there was celebrating. There was music. Um, everybody knew the words to all the songs. Everybody was singing (laughs) together. It was just, it was glorious. Um, but corner 103 is, uh, a black owned, um, wine tasting room and he's a, he's a winemaker. His name is Lloyd Davis. And this tasting room has been open for about five years. Um, I think it's just him and his one employee, right? The, yeah, it's the person that was helping us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing to note, all the customers were black. <laughs> so yeah, it was also nice, nice to, to just not be in a white space. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, during these times. Uh, yeah. So it was just, it was really enjoyable. I haven't finished food in years. I just don't eat that much. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just the fact that I hadn't been out in a while or maybe because I was drunk. <laughs> Um, I, I just, I'm so small and, you know, you ate all that ice cream. (laughs) He also gave me more wine. Remember I was like, cause you drank the one that I, that you bought. And I was like, oh man, I didn't get to taste it. And then he just gave me another glass. He was like, oh, you you didn't taste it and brought it to me. And I was like, I'm lit. I started slurring by the end. I was like, stop talking to me, everybody. (laughs) You know what? I'm just now realizing, yeah, you had an extra cup. (laughs) <laughs> I did. <laughs> then I had to yeah. go to the bathroom. He walked me there because I was like, I don't know where to go. Yeah, it was <laughs> mess. Uh, to I be was, honest, the bathroom was, was in a mess. weird spot, but it was it was nice. Yeah, it was nice yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, I had the whole ice cream. I was so I did. I ended my skirt when we were in the car. Mm-hmm. I was like, well. Uh, don't look this way (laughs) 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 because I am definitely very full. I had to change when I got home before I went to the lake because I was like, I cannot go like this. Uh, (laughs) My stomach is distended. Um, Yeah, but it was really great. The wine was delicious. Um, The the, uh, person that served us was also wonderful. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was just like, talk to us the whole time and just very accommodating and um knowledgeable i was he was not put off by our likely rudimentary questions Mm -hmm. Um, what i what i liked about him is he seemed to have a very wide knowledge of like the wine industry and tasting but he wasn't like those people where he was a snob about it. He was like, you mm-hmm. know what? I think everyone has their own taste <laughs> and, and like yeah. things like that. Yeah. And so it yeah. was good to see someone very knowledgeable, but not like throwing it in someone's face. Yeah. He talked about the guy that puts ice cream, uh, ice cubes in his yeah. wine. He was like, you know what? If <laughs> that's the what? way you yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, I got a lot yeah. to learn because at first when he said that, I was put off. But, I, you know, you, know, you kind of have to step back and be like, you know what? I agree with that. To each their own, you know? You put ice cubes in sangria, so, you know, whatever. Some people do anyway. Okay, (laughs) so I'm going to talk about the bottle that I bought, which is a Pinot Noir. 
uh, it's a 2018, and I bought this bottle mainly because I want to give it to my auntie. Nice. She always gives me wine, and I thought, you know, now that things are settling down, my cousin just moved, so maybe what I could do is like a housewarming, I bring it over there, we all drink it, um, you know, once I get settled i need to get tested i've been to too many protests and <laughs> you know the juneteenth celebration i just want to make sure that i'm not getting anyone sick so i'm gonna get uh tested next week for covid but after that i'll take the bottle of wine and we'll go and have a have a nice dinner or something at my cousin's new place nice yeah i liked i liked this pinot too it was um it's so different so Corner 103 is not a natural wine uh, maker. So it's interesting drinking wine that isn't natural wine. Do you have any yeah. thoughts about that? Um, I think it's, it's definitely two different worlds. Now that I've expanded my palate, um, I kind of see the beauty in both. I still, mm-hmm. I think you kind of lean towards uh, natural wine, but I can definitely see the beauty in both. And like the one thing that we kind of mentioned um, when drinking the reds that were down the list is like they smelled amazing. And like it was, it was like you were smelling cologne or like perfume or like some, uh, some fresh fruit and it was just popping. And so with a lot of natural wine, you get more of a, with some natural wine, you get more of a funky smell and a more surprising taste. Uh, but yeah, this was, it. I liked it. Uh, so for the wine that I bought, it was, uh, it's called Petite Syrah. So it's just a Syrah. But yeah, it's the reason why I liked it so much is, uh, I would say 30% was the smell. It smelled very unique. Mm-hmm. It smelled... Uh, like any other of the natural wines that I've had. Yeah, the the I would say that like the bouquet or whatever. Uh that sounds strange. But just the the scent of the wine was definitely more um it was stronger, it was more apparent. Like mm-hmm. I could uh Oh, also they had all those different glasses, mm-hmm. right? Remember? Like surface area like depending on which varietal it was, you had a particular glass. Mm-hmm. And then when we talked about like the documentary that we watched with the Beaujolais region, folks drinking uh, wine out of Dixie cups. Um, and he also was just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. this is just for tasting. So if that's what you want to do, then do that. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it was more like I, the scent was very indicative of what the wine was tasting like. Whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like, and you mentioned this with the natural wines, the scent does help with the taste, but it's, it's, there's an, there's like an, there's an interesting, not all natural wines are funky, you know, Mm, like the funk is kind of like a, like a flaw that you just grow accustomed to sort of enjoying, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Um, but it's like more interesting, you know, when I drink it, it's more interesting. Whereas like with these wines, it just feels more, it tastes more balanced, I guess. Like there's no, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised when I'm yeah. tasting it. 
Mm-hmm. Like I smelled it, I'm like, ooh, and then I tasted it, I'm like, great. You know, <laughs> there's no like yeah. surprising element, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. One thing that I wanted to note, and I will probably have to double check this, but Petite Syrah and Syrah are the same thing. So you just said it's just a Syrah, but Petite Syrah is a different varietal from Syrah. Mm, okay. Yeah, just to throw that out there, but we can... Nice. We can follow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, great. I would recommend if you're in the Bay Area or if you're visiting that you go to Corner 103. Um, I had a wonderful experience. I'm going to venture to guess that Donald also had a good experience. One of the things that he said when we got into the car and we were getting ready to leave, he was like, you know, this is one of those times where I was like, I don't want to go. And then when I go, I'm like, I'm glad I went. (laughs) 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 So, you know. There you go. That's the review yeah. <laughs> of our day. <laughs> oh, man. You want to jump into cool. topics? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go into the recent beef slash table food slash uh, conversation that should be had because I think it's very important. But uh, And it has to do with two people that I really respect. Um So I guess this week has been kind of like a feud between two different artists. Um, On one side, you have No Name, a uh, a very I I would actually say she's kind of low key in the if you take all of rap. uh, Not a lot of people know about No Name, but she's done amazing for her career. Uh, wonderful uh, black female artist. Uh, and then on the other side, you have J. Cole, which is, I would say, a lot of people are more exposed to J. Cole. Um, but yeah, so you had No Name kind of just calling out J. Cole for his silence and like the things that he uh, has not done in, in these trying times. And I kind of want to read out the tweet because I think it's also important. Um, so No Name put out this tweet. Um, she's like, uh, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line, um, in protest for our collective safety and y'all's favorite top selling rappers aren't even, aren't even willing to show up, uh, show up and put out a tweet. And so that sparked a lot of controversy and, you know, rightfully so, because, uh, we have different artists that talk about police brutality and quote unquote their music is woke but yet in in this kind of time you don't see them um you know in support of the protests by like sending out tweets and putting up social media posts and stuff like that um so rightfully so a lot of people were attacking j cole and so i think that prompted him to kind of respond in a song and he uh i think the song is called snow on the bluff I believe. Um, and in that song, he talks a lot about police brutality and stuff. But uh, what the kind of controversy slash beef is, is him responding to No Name's tweet. Um, and I, I can't quote it word for word, but basically um, he goes at her saying that um like first he's not really a social media kind of guy um he he sees what she's trying to do as attacking his character 
um, and going after him for not really doing enough, quote unquote. And also he goes after her about like, hey, why are you attacking, you know, me when it's really that I need you or something along those lines. Um, I forget one of one of the lyrics, but like he says, like, how are you going to lead when you're attacking the same very people that really need the shit that you're saying? Um, and so that line and more lyrics in the song, like brought up this question, like, why is J. Cole attacking like no name? And uh, why is some people are saying, why is no name attacking J. Cole? And I just kind of wanted to have this conversation about um, I take a very different look at this. And so I'm gonna let you go first and kind of get your opinion on this whole thing. Um, well, she was calling on people to say, to speak out. She was calling on people with a platform to speak out. Um, I've been following No Name for quite some time. She has a book club that I post like at work and try to get other people involved in the books that she recommends for people to read because I think that her focus since before the murder of George Floyd um, has been about black liberation. And if you consider yourself a supporter of black liberation, then you would it would behoove you to pay attention to her. Mm -hmm. um, it would behoove you to pay attention to other black women voices like Rhapsody or like Blavity, um, which isn't a person. Blavity is like a, a platform. But, you know, I, I'm not a black woman. I'm a brown woman. But the fight for black liberation is my fight as well mm -hmm. because any fight for, for black folks automatically frees me too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also want to be free. Uh, but I cannot unless black people are free first. And so my take on it is she was calling on folks to join her. Mm hmm. You know, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, she's asking people to that have a platform to do something, help her. Mm -hmm. Um, and when <laughs> when I heard her response, it was like the fact that she even has to come through and respond. Like it's just like, sir, I'm gonna need you to do better. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember one time somebody told me, if you think I'm talking about you, I probably am, you know, and it's just like, he got so hurt. Well, then he probably got hurt because it, it hit him, Yeah. you know, because he was like, well, damn, you know, she's calling me out and now, and so instead of him being like, oh, well, let me, let me actually do better. Then he comes through with the misogyny and is like, you hurt my feelings, now come help me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like, 
sir, I'm going to need you to, t <laughs> you know, like, and I was, that's why I was so glad. And this is why allies are important is, is because chance went and gathered him, mm -hmm. you know, Earl sweatshirt came through. Like that's, that's what people need to do. You know, is like when you are part of the group that is, you know, he is a man mm -hmm. too. He's black and he is also a man. And black women need the support of black men. And that's not what he did. And so other black men went and gathered him. Yeah. And I'm very glad for that. Yeah. Because you can, both things can be true. You can be like, oops, I fucked up, you know, let me get myself together. And then also be hurt. No one's saying you're not allowed to be hurt. No one's saying that you, you know, can't have those feelings. Feel those feelings. But you know what you do? You feel those feelings on the inside or you go talk to your therapist about it mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? But you don't go out in the world and just be like, this woman... This black woman who put out a statement that wasn't even directed specifically at me, but put out a statement that hurt my feelings and no, I need her to fix it. Like, come on. Yeah. Okay, now what are your thoughts? I think, I agree. I think, I think these are such extraordinary times where everyone is hurting. Like, everyone is hurting, and so I think that hurt and that pain is leading people to do things that what they see as an outlet is actually non-productive. Um, so when I read J. Cole's lyrics, I see something that... First of all, listening to the song, it's very he goes over different topics very fast. It's not it's not really like a well put together song, but I kind of hear someone that's hurting and that just doesn't understand and that is agreeing and also disagreeing with his critics. He's agreeing that uh he he feels like he hasn't done enough, but he's disagreeing that he doesn't have a platform. Uh which I find false. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you watched the... Um, watched the Dave Chappelle uh, special. But he kind of goes into... Why some uh, celebrities, including himself, Dave Chappelle, have been silent. And I think... In defense of J. Cole, the reason, the silent part, is because no one wants to hear from a celebrity right now. Like, I think Dave Chappelle put it best when he said, the streets are talking, celebrities should just stand back. Um, and so I get that sentiment from, from J. Cole as well. It's just like, you know, I don't know... I'm just kind of paraphrasing for J. Cole, but he's probably like, I have this platform, but who really looks at me as a spokesperson for this movement? And so that being said, I'm going to just stand, stand back and let the streets talk. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I see this. I, I even see No Name's tweet as everyone's hurting. Uh, she deleted the tweet, which I think is just, you know, everyone's hurting. Dave Chappelle special wasn't, it was powerful, but it wasn't the best. J. Cole in the song, he said some pretty dope lines, but it wasn't the best. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of like my take on it. I'm like, I think in this, in this kind of time, we need to like, just help each other out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I definitely agree. But I think, I think for me, I'm sorry, did you have more to add? No, that's it. That's it. I think we should just help each other out. I, I agree. But I think for me, there's a way to go about that. You know what I mean? Like if someone's calling me out, I'm not I'm not going to even if they'd call me out publicly. Um I'm not going to clap back at them publicly. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody that's trying to correct me. This is not the time to be defensive when you're being corrected. This is the time to to be like you've corrected me. Let me even if I disagree, let me take this in. Let me really reflect. Let me see how I can do better. You know, like that's that's what it is. And I read this article that was like, uh, what did it say? I, I wish I had pulled it up before we started this, but um, I read it like a week ago because there's something else that's going on locally that I've talked to you about where, you know, I've got to take like some real local action mm-hmm. where I've been like doing a lot of writing and stuff. And, um, and and someone share, someone in my group shared this article and it was like when an, when another black person when a, when another black person is murdered white women start book clubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know which and then it's sort of like went into all the nuance of just like you know like people People are being murdered and, you know, your book club is not saving anyone. Mm -hmm. Like, real action is necessary. Um, And in the end, it was like, it can be very hard for a quote-unquote ally to navigate this because it's like, educate yourself. Don't educate yourself. Read this book. Why are you reading? You know, you need to be out here protesting. Protesting is not enough. And it can be hard to navigate and try to figure out what you're supposed to do. And in the end, what he had written was basically like, but just don't stop trying. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was the message in that you're going to get it wrong. You know, you're going to say the wrong thing or you're going to do the wrong thing or, you know, like you're going to fall, but don't stop trying. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really the message that we should be trying to reiterate to each other. We are all um, suffering and some more than others, obviously, you Mm -hmm. know, some more than others. Uh, I don't want to get into the like. Um, what someone else said, which was called the oppression Olympics. Like I'm not trying to get into the oppression Olympics with anyone, you know, like somebody always has it worse. That doesn't mean that doesn't take away from your pain. It doesn't take away from whatever it is that you are feeling, Mm -hmm. um, whether this is new to you or you've been dealing with this since birth, um, whether you have inherited this trauma from a parent and then you're carrying it on. We have to be compassionate with ourselves, and we just have to do better every time we are, we learn a lesson. So I'm not mad at J. Cole for his song. I wish he would have done better, but 
it is what it is. Yeah. Like, let the man learn. Um, you know, I wish he would have, if he really, really wanted to, you know, respond to something like that, I'm pretty sure he could have got a hold of No Name, mm-hmm. you know, and been like, hey, I know I could have done better. What can I do to support you? Mm-hmm. What platform do you need? You know, like, yeah, I'm sure that would have gone way different. Hopefully next time that's the tactic, uh, tactic he takes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I think what you said is right. We're all hurting and we, we, you know, um, need to come together. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that should stop people from correcting others when they're making mistakes though. I don't want to silence people. That's certainly not what I want to do. I don't want no name to think twice before she calls on folks to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my real fear is that people are so afraid of of uh you know potential divisions that they don't speak up. I think it's the people that are on the receiving end of those potential divisions that are the ones that need to bring us closer together. Yeah. I agree. You know, those are the ones that need to be like, "Okay, ooh, dang, you're right. You called me out. Now let me come closer and let me fix this." Mm. You know. Um that would be my call to action. Yeah. But also, like, I like what you said before. Just, like, let's stop the clapbacks. <laughs> that should be the title of the episode. <laughs> let's stop the clapbacks. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked No Name's response. Mm-hmm. This complex article that came out after it was, like, her response was more, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, like, come on. It's like a way, it's like a way that you talk to a family member. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, like... <laughs> You had time to, and you want to write about me? Like, do better. <laughs> it was That's all it was. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, let's do better, <laughs> you know? And um, I'm thankful that she did. I've, I'm thankful that she responded in a way. I mean, she, she honestly, she can respond however she wants, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're even talking about it so that men that need to be allies can sort of like see the tone that we're expecting from them. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so stop the clapbacks. (laughs) Love it. Cool. DM the clapback. If you just don't put it in, just don't put it in the world. (laughs) Uh, Write a letter, put a stamp on it. Yeah. (laughs) As you sip your wine. That's it. I, yeah, right. this is a nice, short, and sweet episode. Yes. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we, did we did it. And next week, hopefully, I'll have some tasting notes for you. Nice. Um, all right. Well, this is it. It's been, it's been real, y'all. Keep up the fight. Keep doing what you do. We've got a long road ahead of us, so make sure you... Get your relaxation in. Just don't post about it. I really don't want to see your pastry when I'm standing <laughs> in the hot sun trying to make sure that, you know, the police don't show up. Yeah, your uh, sourdough recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your bread when I am dismantling white supremacy. So, you know, keep that to yourself, but still rest. Yeah. Anywho. I, that has been You Don't Know with Renee and Dawn. Not going to do the gun sounds. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So weird. How do we leave? Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. I love you.
I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think quite America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future.